What If, Season 2, Episode 8. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Marvel Plus, the podcast devoted to all things MCU. My name is Brett Scott. I am your host. And this, my friends, is the show. And normally, at least with this What If series, I've been putting out episodes daily, but I missed yesterday, had some family stuff going on. And uh, luckily, my guest today was able to to postpone postpone things and then fit me into his schedule kind of whenever. So thank you so much to today's guest, Ryan Braseri from Talking Snake. Yeah, man. No, I'm just glad to be back. And uh, it, it worked out that uh, I, I pretty much have nothing going on. You know, last weekend was a, a super busy weekend. And so another three-day weekend for me. So we've been taking it easy. Yeah. More than, more than, uh, more than able to accommodate this time. So happy to be back. Awesome. Yeah, dude. I'm happy to have you back. The last time you were on my show, I wasn't on my show. So it's kind of <laughs> weird. That's right. I feel like we still have to get together to do that round table. I haven't done a round table. Uh, I haven't done the Marvel's review. I'm like behind here, man. Yeah, slack in the holidays, man. It uh, really slows things down. Yeah, but I do, I've been doing my best, though, to get these uh, these episodes out day by day. I've done pretty good. Um, I'm one day behind now, and I still have to watch the next episode. I didn't want to review episode eight having episode nine on my mind, you know? So yeah. I'm like, I got to record this first before we see what's going to happen next. Um, mm. But when, when we were talking earlier, I was going to say earlier in this season, but it's like last week, uh, you said you were maybe interested in the 1602 episode. And I'm like, oh, cool. But then you mentioned something that I didn't even know was a thing. You said, I really liked the comic. I didn't know that there was a 1602 comic. So tell me a little bit about that before we jump into it. Does it, does it resonate? Like, is it um, reminiscent at all of what we saw here or is it completely different? Um, th there are a couple of similarities and uh, I highly recommend reading it. So I don't want to spoil too much um, in case okay. you have the chance to, to check it out, but it was written by Neil Gaiman. So, you know, it's good art from I, is one of the Kubert brothers. I can't remember if it was Adam or Andy. I want to say it was Andy, but not sure. And then uh, the, the coloring and stuff from like Richard Eisenhoff. So it's that digital painting. So the, the art for it looked just like Origin, the first Origin. Interesting. Movie. Yeah, cool. So, so real good stuff. Um, really interesting concept. It was more of like a Marvel Universe rather than like an MCU Avengers. So the, the, the big players awesome. were a lot different. Uh, so you had X-Men in there and... Yeah, you got X-Men, Fantastic awesome. Four, uh, but you also have like Daredevil and uh, Spider-Man, well, Peter oh, awesome. Parker, uh, Black Widow's in it. So um, a lot right. of the characters that we see in the comic version, we don't even see in this version because, you know, this is like an MCU-based version. It's, you know, what if the Avengers yeah. assembled in 1602? So it uses the MCU characters and all that. But yeah, it's it's a really good story. Uh, I think it was like five or six issues. Yeah, it came out in the early 2000s, like right at my peak 
I love the Marvel Universe phase, you know, when I was kind of transitioning, not just from an X-Men and a Spider-Man fan, but to a whole Marvel fan. Because it's like I've collected the trading cards throughout all the 90s. It's time I start reading the comics featuring the Avengers and all these other characters. Uh, So it was like it came out at the right time. And and yeah, it was really cool. Uh, There are some similarities overall in the storyline. I think like the way that the world is slowly being destroyed is is really reminiscent. There's a couple other things as well. That uh, if when you read the comic, you're like, oh, okay, yeah, that that's kind of the same as in the show. Um, you got Nick Fury pulling some strings and stuff, so there are some similarities. But yeah, it's a really good it's a really good story. I love the way they did the X Men. Um, it, it, Big Bang Theory kind of ruins it um, because there's a, an episode of Big Bang Theory where they run into Neil Gaiman at the comic store, and uh, uh-huh. they don't know that it's him. And he's like, hey, I hear Marvel's coming out with a story that takes place in the 1600s. And Sheldon's like, oh, yeah, and I, get, I bet they think all the mutants are witches, huh? And Neil Gaiman's like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, we, that's, that was their take on it. Like, you got Magneto and the Brotherhood, and they're like the Spanish Inquisition, uh, but they're okay. secretly running like a mutant underground. And then you have Carlos Javier, um, and he has his mutant school in the New World. And so, yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. I really like the X-Men part, but like the way they did Fantastic Four was really cool. I don't know, like just... It was super imaginative and like they had to come out with ways that these heroes had their origins, but 400 years earlier, it was cool. So in that sense, it wasn't like uh, merged worlds, like where it, they're basically don't know that they're, I mean, they, I don't know how to describe it. Cause I was wondering about this episode, how they were going to do it. I was like, is it going to be, a different group of people assembling to be Avengers because obviously those exact people, or is it going to be ancestors of the heroes we know? Um, but it turned out it was actually just them. It was just in this weird kind of merged universe where they kind of didn't realize they had been merged. They were just like the characters we know from the 21st century merged with the time period of, you know, the 17th century. It, it was, it was odd. Um, but with that being said, I know you said you really enjoyed the comic book version of this. what do you think of this kind of adaptation for what if I liked, it. I liked it quite a bit. Um, it, it's only the second episode of this season that I've watched so far. The other episode <clears> being the, uh, what if captain Carter fights the Hydra stomper? Um, so I didn't really know what to expect, uh, but I, I really liked it. I thought they did a really great job. Uh, they kept, you know, all the favorite Avengers uh, show up again. And uh, with the, a couple exceptions, you know, all the voice actors are back. Like, I think it's yeah. actually Sebastian Stan and Paul Rudd. Um, yep. I think, I don't think it's RDJ and Chris Evans. I think it's um, Josh Keaton and I forget who does the RDJ one. Um, but like right. uh, Haley Atwell's back. I think it's Benedict Cumberbatch is the voice. So it's like, it's cool to hear mm-hmm. all these heroes again. Chris Hemsworth, like. It was great to hear to hear all the actors again, all the actors that I love, you know, all the all the phase one and two actors that most of whom are yeah. gone now. Uh, so it was cool to hear them all again. Yeah, I think that really uh, puts a cherry on top of this show. I don't think it would be as good without those voice actors returning because there's like a nostalgia to it when you hear their voices. And, you know, it's not someone doing an impression of them. It's it's actually them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I like that a lot. So let's kind of hop into the episode here. Uh, 
we get a universe that's kind of collapsing in on itself. Um, but on top of that, it's also like smashed together with another universe, as we discussed. And it, it's almost like the characters in it are kind of unaware that that's taking place. It just is what it is. It's just what they know. Um, but they keep having these rips in the sky that are like pulling people out. They don't know what the heck's going on, but they know that, that their universe is in danger, right? Their world is in danger. So they seek out help someone else scarlet witch goes and grabs up captain carter from her universe uh which we saw in the episode with captain carter like at the end she got taken uh and and we didn't know what they were talking about and they said oh we need to we need her to help save our queen and i was like this is weird like what what queen what's going on i thought maybe they were villains i had no idea what was going on but as we see it's uh it's actually queen hella in this universe in the 17th century and um this tear in the fabric of space-time whatever sucks queen hella out of the universe we don't know where she went but this keeps happening this kind of thing keeps happening and so they bring in captain carter to see what she can do which is an odd choice I thought like, why would you, why would you bring in the like person with non-mystical powers with no, you know, like yeah. maybe it's because she has experience with the multiverse, but I mean, I feel like I would go for a Dr. Strange first or a variant of Wanda, like someone right, else yeah. would be more fitting. <laughs> but, um, what, one thing I really enjoyed about this episode is all of the, uh, like era, all of the like era specific things that they brought in there. Like, um, and I'm sure they did something similar to this in the comic as well, where, you know, instead of Robin, instead of Robin hood, they have a uh, Rogers hood, right. Which makes total sense. Yeah. Um, and, uh, what else? Oh, the, uh, the monster in the iron mask, mm -hmm. which I thought was a, a nice little reference that like, I was thinking back, like, man, I, I for one, I, I remember when the Man in the Iron Mask came out with Leonardo DiCaprio, and right, yeah. I remember seeing part of it. I don't know if I ever saw the whole film. I don't know if it's any good, but now I like kind of want to go watch it just to see if it's, you know, most DiCaprio performances are fantastic. So I'm, I'm just wondering if that like. Maybe no one talks about that one because that's the one everyone wants to forget that he actually was a part of. But I don't know. Do you remember that movie? Yeah, I saw it in theaters. Uh, my my older sister is like a big reader, and she read a lot of the classics when she was in high school. So she read like Three Musketeers and The Man in the Iron Mask. Uh, and she was also a big DiCaprio fan because what girl that was born between like 1975 and 1985 isn't a big DiCaprio fan. Yeah. Um, yeah. so, so we went and saw it. I don't really remember a whole lot of the story. Um, th yeah, but you know, it takes place in that time period as well. 16th or 17th yeah. century France, uh, you know, the musketeer era era. So, uh, yeah, but I, I like that reference. Uh, there were some other good ones too. Um, I just like the way they talk, you know, or, uh, like without yeah. burying the lead here, but like when Hulk shows up and he's like, Hulk, yes, the like good <laughs> stuff. Yes. Um, I feel like Thor is the only person that really fit in this universe with like the way he talks and the way he like commands a, an audience, you know, 
Um, He fit perfectly in there. Uh, I overall, I thought it was a pretty cool episode. Like it's not, it it wasn't up there with the captain Carter episode, which I just think was phenomenal. Like I Mm -hmm. dude, every captain Carter episode has been phenomenal. And I think I I almost should have had you on for that because I remember you and I talked about the captain Carter episode in season one, I believe. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was, yeah, it was the first, first episode. So I was on for that one. Yeah. So, uh, but still cool that you got to do an episode that, that once again, features captain Carter. And now it seems like about like, you know, at least a third of the episodes feature her. So that's pretty cool. She's like the, she's like the staple that holds this all together. Yeah. Her, her and strange. Um, obviously there's some stuff with strange going on in the background of all these episodes that I seem to have missed. But yeah, it seems like they're, they're kind of like the, uh, the multiversal hubs, I guess. Um, yeah. Kind of hold, they hold the multiverse together. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so we, we see the watcher throughout this episode and he's Mm -hmm. talking to captain Carter throughout. Like she, she sees him there. Um, and, Basically, he's trying to convince her like she doesn't belong there. I'll take you back to your universe. Like this one's destined to collapse. There's nothing you can do about it. Um, and obviously, she's very you know Captain Carter about it. Like, no, I I can do this. Like we, you know, um, I can do this all day, right? So, and she she figures out a way by enlisting the help of uh, Tony Stark of that era. Um, and uh, Rogers Hood and his uh, Merry Men, I guess, uh, which includes uh, <laughs> Bucky and Ant Man. Yep. And um, yeah, they, they have to go and they have to get the scepter away from Thor. It's the only thing that can give them the power they need to uh, get rid of this. Uh, what did they call it? The, the Forerunner. Forerunner, yep. Didn't know what the Forerunner was. Like, I had to watch it. The second time is when I finally realized that the Forerunner was the person, like the person they were talking about. I was like, what is the Forerunner? Um, but we get to the end of the episode, and, you know, we find out that the Forerunner is a variant of Steve Rogers and one that was fighting Thanos. And in the battle, he hits one of the stones and it like transports him out of there to another universe and it being here. Um, I'm not sure why. There's a lot of like, they try to explain things in the episode, but it's a whole lot of like, just go with it. Mm-hmm. But it's like, I, I don't exactly know why his presence made such a difference because he was the first one, I guess to slip into their universe. Yeah. Uh, but, but I still don't know what's happening with the, you know, the, the sky cracking open, people getting sucked out. I guess it's just because things were thrown off from him being there, kind of messed things up. Yeah. And I don't know if the other people are being sucked into other universes. Is that what's going on? But when they, when they're first trying to uh, destroy the forerunner, stop the crack in the sky or whatever i'm thinking see you haven't seen the other episodes really but you should kind of have an idea just from listening to the show i was almost thinking it would be this new character kahora coming through 
or um, the white Queen Hela, uh, or a combination of the two, because they were both on this mission to like spread their message as far as they could. And I thought maybe like, oh, this is now they've like ventured into the multiverse. They they've brought their message of like peace or whatever and uh, spread everything to everywhere else. And now they're here. Now they've done everything in the nine realms and beyond. And now they're reaching into different universes to do the same. But uh, I was way off. Like I was, I was telling my daughter, she was watching it with me. I'm like, it's going to be, it's going to be Queen Hela. It's going to be her. She's going to be wearing white. Watch this. Watch. Like, it, it, nope. Dead wrong. <laughs> Did not see uh, Steve Rogers coming through there. Yeah. But uh, Peggy ends up having to do what she had to do to uh, get rid of the Forerunner and, and save this universe. And then she's kind of stuck there, it seems like. And then Doctor Strange shows up. This like Strange Supreme shows up. And the final mm -hmm. episode coming up is all about Strange Supreme. So, doing something. And I know you haven't followed along the episodes a lot, but I, I'm sure, even with you not watching the episodes, I'm just as lost as you are. Like, I have no idea what could be going on. None. Like, last season, at least we knew, going into episode 8 and 9, that it was like, oh, this is all about Ultron. Ultron's doing some things. He has to be stopped or else. Whereas in this one, it's like, there is no clue to what is going on or what Strange is up to, what he needs her for. What do you think about that? What do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, like you said, you know, they, they kind of planted the Ultron thing in, in our minds really early on in season one. Um, and they did a lot of stories that had to do with, uh, you know, the movies of phase one and two that kind of dealt with uh, Infinity Stones. So we kind of had a lead into what that final crossover thing was going to be. And it's, you know, in this case, it's Ultron learns about and then collects all the Infinity Stones. And so all the heroes from each of the episodes kind of have to come together. Listening to all of your episodes and watching the ones that I have, I don't see what the through line is. Uh, yeah, it does seem that there's a lot of Asgard stuff in here. Uh, even in like in this episode, we had as we had uh, Thor and Hela and Loki. Um, yep. In the previous episode, I think the one that you said with Kahori, uh, that happened because like Ragnarok happened way earlier. Uh, yep. I can't remember if like the second or third episode had some Asgard stuff as well. I feel like the one with, with Happy there is Hogan one more. Like, yeah. Where like Thor kind of shows up at the end, obviously something was going on there. So yeah. it could be something with, uh, with, with one of the Thor universe. I'm trying to think of like, Oh, which and, of the Thor and movies. Oh, good. I was just going to, I was going to say, um, also the, the, the Hela episode. There was a whole episode mm -hmm. devoted de devoted to oh, Hela yeah. as well. Yeah, with the so, where she gets the ten rings. Yeah, right. So like half of the episodes have had something to do with Asgard and the characters mm -hmm. therein. So yeah, and then um, knowing what we know about where Loki's season two ended up with uh, you know, with Loki kind of taking over and turning the whole multiverse like into a new Yggdrasil. Um, yeah. I get, you know, so that was kind of the iconography that we got. Uh, I, I'm thinking it's something like that. You know, maybe one of these Hellas kind of realizes that 
there's a Loki that's in control of like the entire multiverse. And she's like that. I like, I'll get Loki out of there and I'll be in control um, yeah. of all the multiverse. So maybe something like that, but I mean, I don't know. I haven't seen, I haven't watched the final uh, episode yet either, but that was like my only thought is that there seems to be a lot of Asgard stuff going on. Um, kind of like how in season one, there was like a lot of infinity stone stuff going on, but I don't know. I, I have yeah. no idea who the villain's going to be at this point. <laughs> yeah. That that's a that's a good kind of insight. I wasn't even noticing that, but yeah, like heavy Asgard. Um, yeah, I feel like they're gonna have to cram a lot into the final episode, mm -hmm. but I do feel like they will do something very similar to season one in recruiting people from the different stories we've already seen. Like we've seen a couple get recruited. But we haven't seen them come and recruit. Like, we saw Strange show up for Kahori at the end. We saw Strange show up uh, in this episode. I can't remember. I, I know there's another one. I'm sure there's another one. Um, oh, by the way, we forgot to mention that uh, the Hulk Hogan was in this episode as well, which was like a combination of like that universe, that the Happy Hogan episode. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. I thought that was cool that they that not only did they just take bring in a happy Hogan, but they brought in that version that we saw earlier in the season. And then yeah. we got because yeah. of that, got to see a really cool Hulk battle, right? Yes. Hulk Hogan versus <laughs> Incredible Hulk. So, yeah. Um, yeah, but I think I think that's definitely what they're doing. And I hope that they bring in more of them. Like I said, I really enjoyed the first episode with Nebula, and I mm -hmm. hope that they bring in that character as well um, but there were a couple episodes where dr strange didn't show up to recruit anyone but i'm hoping they still get them somehow if they're going to go down that same path and it seems like they're doing something similar uh, i'm glad yeah. party thor's not anywhere you know around <laughs> same yeah <laughs> um, but yeah so overall you enjoyed it yeah, I, I really liked the episode. Uh, Action-packed. We got uh, 30 minutes yes. of the episode, and it starts off with uh, you know a, a quick action sequence, and then we get a little bit more action where uh, Rogers, Hood, and the Merry Men are robbing from Loki. Um, and then, yeah. of course, we get the battle with all, of, all the Royal Yellow Jackets. I love that part when they're at the, like, the tree yes. hideout, and they're sitting there yeah. talking, and like a little tiny ant-sized guy comes flying in. He's like, oh, on yeah. guard, in his like, little chipmunk <laughs> yes. voice. <laughs> yeah, before, before it was hilarious, um, and then we get like yes. we get a good battle there, and then even the final battle in like Thor's throne room, like great episode, mm -hmm. man. Like it has my favorite what if character, Captain Carter, probably my favorite MCU <laughs> character that's still around. Yeah. Um, and then uh, just a good battle. We get uh, I liked Rogers and his Merry Men. Kind of bummed that we didn't get any Falcon, but you know whatever. Like we got Ant Man, yeah. we got Buck, and then uh, Incredible Hulk was in there, and Iron Man. I, I was really hoping at the end that when uh, when Carter got like that gauntlet thing, that it would have been like a full Iron Man suit. But you know, whatever. Yeah. It's sixteen oh two. The technology is not there yet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But no, I, I I love the episode. I uh, anytime you get to see Captain Carter fighting, it, it's just like watching Cap fighting, right? In the films, it's phenomenal. Like the action is awesome. Just the way they combine like melee weaponry, like the shield, jumping, flipping, like it looks so good. And especially with this animation style, 
it looks really good, like really fluid, feels like real, like visceral, like bam, bam, bam. And you're like, you're into it. Like, uh, unlike, you know, a lot of cartoons that um, are animated anything where it just, I don't know, it doesn't have the same impact, but this feels more real, maybe, even though it's animated, uh, the, 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 the action feels more real, similar yeah. to a film. Yeah, I like how they do like the coloring for it too. Like not just the the way the art style looks or the animation, but like the way they do the coloring and a lot of the action sequences. There's like a a, a glow to the characters when they're in their battles, yeah. and like that's really cool. And like the way that it shines off the characters, it really highlights the movement and everything. And it does like it yeah. looks real. It looks like real movements. It doesn't have yeah. that kind of like fake CG feel. It, it looks yeah. like real stuff, which I'm I'm really digging it. Yeah, and I I think that. Yeah, what you're describing is kind of like, um, you know, there, there's a lighting in the room that is not there in most animation, like, unless it's, you know, very detailed animation. And yeah, with the movement and everything, like, it's almost like you get, if the sun's shining, you get that, that gleam off of their uniforms or um, the impact of like a punch or whatever. And then you'll see like the light behind it kind of, it, yeah, it's really good. It, it, it's like choosing the correct lighting for a scene in a live action film mm -hmm. yeah really good stuff um well i think we covered the episode pretty well made some predictions at least as well as we could i appreciate you jumping on man and um fitting me in where you could uh yeah. obviously i'm at work i had to make it work i had to squeeze it in uh but i appreciate you being available and uh, I'm glad to have you back again, man. It seems like it's been a long time since you and I have chatted. Um, and the last time was on your podcast for uh, uh, Saturday morning Snick Tunes. So, yeah, yeah. I think last time I had a chance to actually talk to you on your own show was like, Werewolf by Night, which would have been long. like Halloween of, of last year, 2022. Yeah. So long, long time. Long time. <laughs> Still I'm, disappointed yeah. we didn't get a. Uh, uh, another Halloween special this year. Yeah, I like. I would have been. I would have loved another uh, werewolf by night, or at least one of those creatures. Also, yeah. Bloodstone or something. Give us some of that. Some more backstory there, or like some sure. main thing. Um, yeah, even go like in a different direction. Introduce like a one of the vampire lords that they can then kind of put into the Blade movie uh, when they finally get around to that one again. Yeah, um, or like even a Guardians holiday, like a new Guardians holiday would have been great. Yeah. We uh we we watched that last year. We watched it again this year, and my kids yeah. were like, "Hey, can we watch the Guardians movies?" Um, so my older son, well, both of them actually watched Guardians one and two, and then my older mm -hmm. son, once he was gonna go watch Guardians three, I was like, "Nah, you gotta watch. At the very least, you have to watch Infinity War and Endgame before you watch Guardians three. But if you're gonna watch yeah. those, you should probably watch at least most." of phases one two and three and he's like no yeah. i don't have the time for that so he watched <laughs> infinity war and endgame loved him and then good he's enough like, yeah well maybe i should go back so he's watched iron man one and two thor one oh, oh. he's about to watch captain america one and then i told him like you have to watch winter soldier because it's still the single best mcu yeah. film um, yeah, like not to say that like Endgame isn't great and all that, but like as a standalone yeah. film, Winter Soldier yes. is the pinnacle of the MCU. Um, it is. So, so he'll watch that, and then we'll and then we'll watch Guardians three because I finally got around to watching that a few weeks ago. Uh -huh. Freaking loved yeah. it, dude! It was so good. Great. I'm um, glad you liked something in Phase Four. 
I did, I'm excited. Yes. <laughs> I did. Yeah. Look, you you liked Guardians. Um, you liked two episodes of What If? Echoes coming very soon, dude. We're gonna get Ryan back on the train. <laughs> We're going to get Ryan back on this MCU train. Deadpool 3, come on. Oh, Deadpool 3. I uh, 2024 is like the year of X because we're getting <laughs> Deadpool 3 and we're yeah. supposed to get X-Men 97 and all the yes. MCU fans that like have not liked X-Men because their only frame of reference is the Fox movies are going to be like, yeah. whoa, these characters are amazing and these stories are great. And we're going to be like, yeah, there's a reason why X-Men is the gold standard when it comes to Marvel. Yeah. So we'll see. I got my Absolutely. fingers crossed. Twenty twenty four, a very a very light MCU year, but it should be a very good Marvel year. I yeah, I think that's actually the key to it being a fantastic Marvel year. Um, and thank you, by the way, for correcting me about uh, my prediction for Deadpool three being the first oh, yeah. ever R rated billion dollar film. Joker was actually the first R rated billion dollar film, but I have a feeling because Marvel always somehow outdoes dc in some way or another they're gonna they're gonna take that record i think i think it can um it has potential yeah we're gonna have six months of hype because everyone even the people like me that are that have soured on the mcu we freaking love hugh jackman we freaking love ryan reynolds the deadpool movies are hilarious uh it's gonna be good i'm trying to stay away from spoilers it's a lot easier to do being off social media but i still see Mm -hmm youtube videos and stuff that are like here's the new leaks and so i've seen some stuff that like i hate that i saw it but it is hyping me up a little bit more than i was expecting so and i think that's the thing about it is like i mean these were purposeful leaks man come on Mm -hmm. it's not even you said six months of hype it's already the hype's been building for the past year for this thing (laughs) i feel like yeah we're gonna be so ready for that movie and six month drought no mcu films at all and and the last thing we saw mcu wise was echo dude i think they're priming us for something really great and i hope they keep going down this this path and then writing the ship of the mcu because i haven't hated everything but it's obvious to anyone who has a pulse that phase four is not as good as phase one two and three mm-hmm. yeah so, well, e- even in listening to your episodes, it's like, oh man, Brett's kind of starting even to be less enthusiastic <laughs> about some of this stuff. Like, we, if, uh-huh. if Brett's losing enthusiasm, I have no chance oh, because I, I, like a like a succubus, I'm stealing all of your enthusiasm for myself. Yeah. I'm keeping that small glimmer of hope alive <laughs> because yeah. of you. And I'm like, oh no, if he loses it, then there's there's no hope. Um, well, look, dude, yeah. this is why I've this is why I've kept the faith because of what I'm seeing now, finally, right? Starting to see stuff that like really looks exciting to me. Not like, oh, that look kind of looks good. Like, oh yeah, I'll see that. Like Echo looks like it could be really great. Like it could be up there with my love for Hawkeye, mm-hmm. you know, as a series. So I hope so, man. I hope so. If they can somehow combine hawkeye and netflix daredevil and like put it into like some kind of weird conglomeration i'll be i will be a happy camper and i will be primed for deadpool 3 uh but yeah dude thanks again um gotta get going have a wonderful day have a wonderful new year and um hopefully i'll talk to you soon man
Yeah, no, right back at you, Brett. And uh, I'm glad to be back on. Hopefully something good comes out again soon and I can come back. All right. Uh, if anybody wants to, to uh, find Ryan's podcast, you can uh, go to what's the podcast? It is Talking Snicked, the Wolverine show. Uh, there's no G in there, just talking, you know. Um, and yeah, you can find it anywhere you find your pods. And uh, it's all about Wolverine, X-Men, and I did a sister show where I covered every episode of X-Men, the animated series. So if you need a primer yes. for X-Men 97, I got you covered. Yes, and all, all that will be, if you want a link to that, I'll put it in the description for everybody. Um, thanks, Ryan. I'll talk to you soon, man. Yep. Later. Bye, Brett. All right, kids, that's going to do it for today. Uh, as I said, I'm going to try to keep these episodes short and sweet since we've got so many back-to-back. Uh, but if you are not already subscribed to the podcast, please hit that subscribe button, follow along, go back and check out the back catalog, and you know, buckle up because there's a lot more to come, especially in the next two weeks. Uh, if you want to, you can follow me on X, Instagram, uh, TikTok at Real Brett Scott, um, and if you could go over and rate and review Marvel Plus on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify, uh, if you leave a written review on Apple Podcasts, I'll read it right here on the show. I really appreciate those reviews; they actually do help the show to grow. They they help us reach a larger audience. So, any of those are appreciated. Please, please, please go rate the podcast, and uh, most importantly, share it. Share it with your geeky friends who might enjoy it as well. Uh, if you want Marvel Plus merch, you can check out tpublic.com slash Marvel Plus. Um, and if you want to support the show over on Patreon, patreon.com slash Marvel Plus, it's only a couple bucks. You get a whole bunch of extra stuff, including video versions of the podcast, including today's episode of the podcast. Um, and any of the upcoming episodes or past episodes as well. As I said, it's only a few dollars a month, so go check it out if you're interested. Um, yeah, check out all my other podcasts. Uh, wherever podcasts are heard, you can look in the description and find those. There's Marvel Plus, Ambassadors of Quan, Long Lost Brothers, Daily BS, all kinds of stuff. So go check that out. Um, all the stuff is, like, all these links that I'm, that I'm mentioning are always in the description. So go check out the description. Go check out the show notes, and you'll find links to everything. Thank you guys so much, again, for sticking with me, for hanging out. I love you, and um, I'll talk to you again tomorrow. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been Marvel Plus.